You are listening to the Ideas in Motion show, and I am your host, Karen Wilson. In this episode, I talk about my experience with recovery versus quitting, and uh, yeah, so uh, let's just get started. So last week, we talked about um, getting back up, and I told you the story of my dog, and this week, the topic is recovery, which is probably a really great segue. Uh, just a quick update on the dog. Her surgery went well. Um, she has like the bionic knee and um, every, everything is good. So a quick update there. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, recovery versus, you know, being really, really hard on yourself versus quitting. So the idea is to not quit, but know that whatever season that you are in, there is time to push hard and there is time for recovery. So last last week I was in uh, the drugstore where I used to work as a beauty advisor. And we were, um, I was getting some, some medications for Tula uh, for, for her niece and pain meds. And I ran into one of my previous coworkers, which two years ago, we had, uh, ran together in the woman's run, um, in the woman's run for Shoppers Drug Mart and mental health. And I, at the time was training for the New York city marathon. And previous to that, I had, quit running for about five years and I had all of these different reasons, but I hadn't, you know, quit fitness. Like I was, I was instructing fitness and I just couldn't fit um, a regimented training run in my life in that season. So I had quit, but there was a lot of different um, mental wellness reasons why I had quit too. So I'm standing at a cash register and I'm paying for um, the, the medications. And she, she says to me, are you still running? And I said, yeah, I actually started a, like a month ago. I, I, I restarted and uh, I, had, I hadn't been running for a couple of years. And I almost felt like I needed to fill her in and say, you know, it's not because I stopped exercising because, you know, everybody knows now that I was a fitness instructor for six years and I went on a leave in in 2019 and I never went back. So I don't want people to be looking at my body and thinking that I'm out of shape, that I'm letting myself go. And so all of these thoughts start coming into my head. It's like, I'm not letting myself go. And I'm thinking to myself and I'm monitoring my thoughts and I'm saying, Karen, you don't need to explain. (laughs) You don't need to explain. Recovery is important. So I thought in preparation for this um, show, I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I made a video two years ago after I did that run. And I had um, a big download and, and a confession of why I had quit running before and all of the, 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 um, mental health reasons why I had quit. I had been bashing myself, not feeling good enough, feeling as though I can't make 
you know, the time that I, that I want to do, I was pushing myself harder and harder and I was gaining weight and things weren't happening. And it just became a destructive thing. And it wasn't because of the running. It was because I was doing so much of the other stuff. You know, I'm teaching seven classes a week, not giving my body and mind time to recover. So I pulled up this video and I listened to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so classic. It's so like me. And I remembered that was also the time where it was beginning. I was beginning to have these issues. <laughs> so that was the first run that I had really been able to pull that out. Like I felt like my legs were lead. I felt like I couldn't go any faster. I actually have the data that my heart rate was at 200 for the entire 10 kilometers that I ran. I couldn't figure out why I can't go faster. I feel like I'm going a million miles an hour and I'm so slow. My body just was not performing. I thought, this is, this is odd. You know, like, why is this happening? I'm recovering. I'm learning how to do less. What, what's going on? So I just dismissed it as like, you know, one of those runs. Well, maybe my sleep wasn't that great. Maybe it's because mom's visiting. Maybe I'm not 100% on my game, but dang it, I did it. And I kept going. And I continued training for the New York Marathon, which was only about uh, seven months away. So it was May and the run was in November. So I continued to go on the, the busyness of life and uh, continued to train. And I was getting these symptoms pretty much every time I pushed myself hard. And I thought that I just needed more mental toughness. I thought that I just needed to push myself harder. I wasn't recovering. I started teaching classes. Uh, well, it's not that I was started teaching classes. I was teaching classes, but the symptoms began to creep up into classes. It's like my legs were just never recovering. They always felt like they had just done a massive workout. I started getting dizzy. I, I teach taught a class where there was a lot of body work training and I was, Thought, kept thinking, you know, I have to adjust my food. I have to adjust like what, you know, I have to adjust something. Something's off, right? I must not be eating enough or eating too much or not eating the right thing. So I played around with all the <laughs> different sequences and I continued on. My dog passed away. I continued to get that cortisol, you know, that hit, right, of, of sadness. Uh, then about a month after that, I had my very first injury. So in, it was a hip injury and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like three months, you know, not even three months. I think it was eight weeks before the New York marathon. It's like, I've been working so hard for this. We have plane tickets. We've spent a lot of money to go down and, and, and do this marathon. And I, I'm, I'm not leaving New York without my medal. I'm just not. And so I continued on. I seeked out a physiotherapist. I modified my training plan. 
I've talked with people. A lot of times when I talked with people, again, they were pointing to things, well, how's your nutrition? I'm thinking, I don't know that it can get any better. Or, or, you know, how's your mindset? You know, sometimes these things happen in your mind. I'd asked my husband to come with me on some of the longer runs. He was running the New York Marathon too. But when we got to the runs that were like, uh, you know, 20 to 30 kilometers, I knew my threshold was about 16 kilometers. And then I would, my body would start to, you know, kind of suffer a little bit. So I would refuel and then it was really, really hard. So I started asking him, Hey, can you, can you come and can you cycle beside me? Cause I didn't want him to be overtraining and I didn't want to be, um, impeding on him, his training plan, making him overtrain or not train at the capacity that he needs for his personal goals. So I'm like, can you just like ride your bike beside me? And just, I, I, I haven't been feeling well on the back half of these runs. And, you know, I don't know if my mindset is just creeping in there and is hurting. I, I don't, I'm not really sure what's going on, but that's what I was blaming it on 100%. So the good news of the story is I did run the marathon. I, I totally forgot to go dig out my medal and bring it for you for your live. And it's in another room, but I'll make sure to um, share that with you in, in one of our next episodes if you want to see it. Um, or, or in one of my other videos, I, I have lots of pictures of it. I actually have the video footage from 2018 of the New York Marathon and everything that went into it. It's still sitting in my iMovie deck, not, you know, put together. So that's definitely on one of my goals. The day after the marathon, I'm standing in JFK airport and I like, we're getting ready to go to Vegas for a couple of days just to chill out our legs, not to go gamble or anything, but just to like chill out our legs and relax for a couple of days before going back to, to, to work, to home, to work and, and all of our obligations. And so we're standing in the airport and I like literally thought I was going to drop over. I looked down at my Garmin watch and my blood, like my heart rate was at like 29 and I'm thinking, Oh goodness, Karen, you're just, you're just recovering. Take some deep breaths. It's okay. You're going to be fine. And I had to really talk myself through a moment of panic because I'm like, shoot, <laughs> is there really something going on that I'm ignoring? Is my body telling me signs? I just went on, came back home, came back to life. At the time I was working like five jobs. I was a beauty advisor. I was a freelancer, but I couldn't decide if I wanted to be a life coach or helping people with digital marketing. So I was doing both. I was a fitness instructor, CFO to our company, which I, I still am. And you know, whatever else would be thrown in the pot, I'd be like the first to take it. And my cup was like massively over full. I started to realize, okay, it's time to like, just let go of things. It's time to let go. So I let go of my beauty advisor job that went first. A few months down the road, I, I decided to take a break from fitness instructing because the format that I was teaching was no longer very popular at the gym. And I was teaching classes that I really didn't 
love. And so I, I was trying to figure out, you know, what, what are the things in my life that are, you know, taking energy and what are the things in my life that are giving energy? And I was still exercising, still walking, tried to run again, the lead legs got me. It wasn't until my hormones went completely out of whack for the third time in my life. And I'm thinking I'm in pain, my weight's coming on. It's like, okay, this is the sign. I need to go and get, you know, an ultrasound and see what's going on again. And they'll probably, you know, do like a cauterization or something like that. And I'll be good to go. I'll be, I'll be on my way. That was when I found out that I was highly anemic. So anemic that I had to make some choices. And the first choice that I made was, okay, well, let's just let's just take out all my parts so that I have no problems with this anymore. So I had to be on this medication that helped stop the, the aggravation. And it did, and it and it and it helped. But it gave me another push. And it pushed me over the edge. I decided that getting rid of all my parts was not for me. And when I made those decisions and I decided to, you know, to, to go off the medication, I, I won't go belabor you in that whole story. I'll actually link the blog post below this video or below the show notes, wherever you're listening to this. And it goes into detail, like what happened, but I had to recover again <laughs> and recovering didn't mean quitting. Recovering meant looking into the season that I was in and, and looking for the things that are continuously going to feed my soul, body, mind, and purpose, because all three have energy. And all three of those energies, when they're moved together in unison, I mean, it's flow, right? That flow, that might only last like, last like you know, three minutes or it might last three hours. It's never a one and done. You could be so self-aware with your body. However, your mind is telling you that you need to push harder and not listening to the cues from your body. And even though I know all the practices, it doesn't make me, you know, perfect, which is why I share these stories. The good news of the story is it's now, you know, 2021, right? And a lot of us, I think this past year, especially, it's not only been the year of the dog, the year of the trampoline, the year of getting outside. I feel like for a lot of people, it's, always, it's also been the year of turning internally and really understanding what it is that makes us tick. And I can tell you when I worked as a beauty advisor, there were so many times that it wasn't just the surface beauty. We'd sit together and there was always something going on and we would solve that together. That had to do with person personality. When I was a fitness instructor, so many times there was, there was people that they wanted the quick fix. They wanted the quick weight loss. They wanted to get into that next lower size, but there was something, something else that was prohibiting them from keeping this long-term. I always wanted to help them sort it out and figure that out, but that's, 
That's a tough cookie to crack. You know, self-awareness requires going into the deep past of your mind and being able to pluck out those areas where, oh, I think I need to visit that, <laughs> right? I think I need to write that out and see, am I ignoring my own cues? And the only way to do that is to look deep inside your own self-awareness. And then being in the space of, you know, working with entrepreneurs, I've had the honor of helping people like, just like start to realize their dreams and, and be, you know, building things and making their online courses and doing all these things. But it's been the hyper-focus. And so they're, Sometimes it's like, ah, I don't have time for that exercise today. I don't have time for that meditation today. Myself included, when I was running around like, you know, with all these different jobs, I'd get my workout in and that would be the only self-care that I had for the day, which is really not encompassing self-care in its whole entirety. So what I'm asking you today is, your call to action is what does quitting versus recovery look for you? We all know that we're getting all of these things put into our cup right now. Some of them we can control, some of them we can't control. But in a lot of cases, it's, it's all causing emotional reactions whether we want to believe that or we're, we're just really good at sorting through it, they're there, you know? So it's been in, in my best practices, what I do is I, I just, and this is what I'm asking you to do, I just do a whole brain dump. And instead of trying to write 10 goals or trying to, you know, reach all these things that continue to not be reachable, I ask myself, what season am I in? And what's my number one goal for my mind, my goal for my body, and my goal for my purpose? And, and when I'm talking goals, I'm talking more of intention. And so once that biggest brain dump is done in, in, in the season that you're in, like it might be a season of personal growth. It could be a season that you really do want to lose, you know, 10 pounds. Or it could be a season that you're launching your business. So instead of quitting something, right, you let off the, you know, let off the gas a little bit and say, oh, well, you know, my workouts used to be an hour a day. What would it look like if I cut that back to 30 minutes just for the next three weeks so that I could gain back that 30 minutes? in my business or whatever that looks like for you. When I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, which has very seldom because I'm usually always full, <laughs> the first thing we look at, no matter if I'm helping them with their digital business or with, with their life, this is the first step we go through is what season are you in and what are you stepping the gas on? Because we need to figure out a way to bring all three parts of that ecosystem together with you. So thank you for being here on the show. I'm going to wrap up now. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.